You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 10, episode 72. I'm John, your host for this evening, and I'm delighted to be joined by Ali Graham. How are you doing? Hi, John. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Good to have you back on. Yeah, great. I've no moved since the last time I was over this. <laughs> You've got a different polish up, but... I look at the window that, you know. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I, maybe it. somebody's playing football in the grass for you they can let me go to a live match. No one does that now, but no one plays football in the grass. No, it works. Oh, well, no, I don't chase them anyway, mate, you know what I mean? No, exactly. <laughs> you don't get anyone hitting, hitting your car with a ball or anything like that. It's... No, it's not like that anymore, is it? No, Man, no. Uh, it's all too organised. Um, yeah. So I, when we first had you on, it must have been about just at about the start of COVID, I remember. Ah, uh, exactly, and we were making all our predictions and things, and yeah. we didn't know we were going to, we going to be able to go to any football games, I think. I know. The last game, I think I spoke to you about this, the last game was a Partick Thistle game I went to at Fir Hill against, I think it would be Queen of the South, and it was just before they got shafted, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the way it's worked out has um, been pretty decent, but maybe a bit of a shame for the Thistle fans who weren't allowed to see their team winning the league. So, um, I absolutely, yeah. Um, so a bit of a shame that way. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a few things that have worked out maybe quite, quite well in terms of teams that feel as if they were hard done by the previous season, which obviously yeah. we'll talk about throughout. Um, yeah. We may as well get it out of the way. We had the lower league predictions game. You, the expert against us, the podcast. Oh, come on, come on. You know um, me. Well, well, I don't know about that. So, I, you beat us pretty easily. At one point, we'd got it back to being quite close, but you won 11-7 in the end. Um, right, okay. So, a good win for you. There's no prize, prize apart from kudos. That's all right. I, I'm happy with that. You take I'm happy that. with kudos. You Absolutely. That. Aye, kudos. Yeah, you you have enough in the past. Anyway. Was, um, the thing was, as well, John, with that is, is a kind of. There's a wee bit of cheating going involved in that as well. You look at the head-to-heads when I get the predictions for you, and I went, what was the score the last time? Yeah. Well, there's goals in that, or maybe there's no goals, it's going to be tight. There's always a couple of teams that you felt were always going to be under a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, and then you felt, you know, likewise, teams that went and attacked and scored a few goals. So, Queen of the South were great for me. Yeah. Three twos, four twos, things like that, you know. But they, they started banging in a lot of goals where... Yeah. yeah. But having said that, as you point out later on, I, I said they were going to be doing the bottom of the league as well, so, so I don't know where that came from. You weren't the only one that said that, to be fair. Um, right. So I, were you up for doing that again that season as well? Absolutely. Good, good. We'll try and get a revenge on you. Uh, Absolutely. And yeah, and then hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get into games and go and watch a wee bit of forum, you know? Well, that's the big thing. Obviously, we're going to talk about the lower leagues this week. That's where the focus is, and we've got the playoffs and everything like that. So the great thing is, after... Well, as of next Monday, yeah. some fans will be allowed back in, which is great for the playoffs, yeah. um, to at least get some fans in supporting their team, which we've been desperate for all season. That's what it's all about. But I, I do believe, when, when you look at the results this season, uh, even the top league, the Premiership, whatever, I'm not taking away for Rangers. I think Rangers were a better team all season. But there's teams benefited from not having fans in, I, I feel, with the, you know, and there's teams not benefited, yeah. you know, because they, they rely on the support to help them out, so it's been a strange season that way for me. Um, 
you know, players are maybe more confident without guys on their backs and with mm-hmm. guys would be with getting egged on with their support. So um, pretty strange. Maybe it works out kind of equal, you know, but for me, I would always have support in all the time and, and get the backing of your support because that, that drives teams on. Yeah, definitely. I think what we've seen as well is quite a few kind of leagues that's been, you've not got a home advantage, obviously, because yeah, there's the right. fans there. Okay, you yeah. may be going to a different place, but still the, the fans have such a big impact. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, aye, the playoffs, um, well, your old team, Wraith Rovers, who I think must be the team of the year in the championship. Fantastic. Um, John's done a tremendous job. You know, I thought they kind of cut their results near the, towards the end, I'm thinking. And Dundee came for nowhere again, didn't they? They yeah, come back yeah. and overtook them. Um, a great result for them last week. Against them firmly, against obviously Stevie Crawford as well, who was, who's a legend at Wraith Rovers as well. So um, I wonder how he felt going into the dressing room after the game. But uh, And if there was fans there, I'm pretty sure they got plenty of stick. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, um, absolutely. But I just felt that now, now at East End Park, I thought going back to Starts Park, I, I thought Wraith were, were always going to be favourites there. Um, and it, it proved to be so. Thoroughly deserved um, throughout the season. We've won scoring again. Good. Two cracking goals, by the way. I don't know if you've seen them, John. Um, a wee bit of kind of I, I don't know I, I kind of points through with the goalkeeper and he's a bit, he's only about three yards out and he flicks it over him it's a wee bit like Decanio at Vittorgi all the years right, back okay, when he flicks aye. it over and then puts it yep. in the net tremendous finish and then the big boys just throwing it bounces perfect for him he hits one for 25 yards and gives, gives a keeper no chance so thoroughly deserved for me um, but it's all that hard work and I've still got Dundee to play now so that's this is going to be the hard one Absolutely. Uh, on the subject of Vaughan, he's a boy that's been unlucky with injury, so it's good to see him score such an important goal and yeah. potentially not be far off from, well, I say not far off the top flight. The way the playoff system has worked, Wraith Rovers will end up having to play about six games to try and get promoted. Yeah. yeah. What do you make of that? What, like the playoff well, I knew you were going to ask me that. One of the guys, a question on you yeah. know, the playoff, the pyramid system, somebody asked the question. My honest opinion, John, I think I spoke to you before about this. I'm a two-up, two-down guy. Yes. You play all season. Yeah. Uh, if you're not good enough, you know, and you're not going to tell me teams sitting uh, sixth, seventh, eighth are, 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 are not going to compete. You, you know, people talk about meaningless games. I, I don't see meaningless games when there's two-up, two-down. Yeah. I think there's teams in the bottom half are going to be fighting for their lives to stay up. I mean, it used to be that way when I was playing football. So I don't know how... They've done. I don't know why they've done this. It's maybe to benefit teams that maybe shouldn't go down. They get another kind of chance to stay up. Aye. Um, but what I did like this season, what I did like this season, John, was the the split. I thought the split worked quite well with the way the season went. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. The team competing against the teams that they really need to fight against. Um, maybe that would be a good idea for the future. But for me, it's still too up too down. I I, I can't see. I get back to you years ago. Um, and it was it was Darren Brady actually said to me a guy I worked with he was um, telling me when he was at Thistle when they went up via the playoffs. Yeah. Morton were about 10, 11 points ahead of them. And and they were second in the league. And they didn't they didn't get promoted and then they ended up Partick Thistle went up. So I know you can only go by what the rules are, but for me it's a bit unfair. You know, if you're if you're, if you're away in front in the, the third and fourth place, I think you're punished. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think there should be second chances. I think if you finish in the bottom two, you should be down. If they're going to have a playoff system, then allow it just to be for progression as opposed to these second chances. Yeah. Obviously, the Premiership, we don't know who yet is going to finish in 
Uh, yeah. Second bottom, but they're going to get that second chance. They'll be well, re- well, I say well rested. They won't be well rested. They'll be actually, another question maybe from myself, would you rather be playing games right up to the playoffs or have that wee gap like Dundee have got just now? Dundee have got a break, recharge the batteries. What would you prefer? Well, as a manager, you probably think if you've got a couple of guys maybe with suspension or injured or something, you can get them back. I would play and, and get the momentum, as you yeah. say. Um, it's different. It's different when you're in free fall coming down for a league and you've been the last three games. Then you go to play somebody, let's say, imagine going to Gayfield to play abroad for a, you know, he, he, he try, try and stay aye, in the aye. league. I wouldn't fancy that, mate. You know, no. so I would rather play the games and get the momentum. Get into it. Uh, your players are fresh, and obviously, barn injury because these these squads, they're, they're no big squads at this level, you know. So you'd want to try and keep all the boys fit and all the boys happy, and I'm so you know, and and, and I think a couple of teams have done that. So. Momentum for me is a big important part. I'd rather be like Wraith Grant, he played in D after beating Dunfermline, their local rivals. It gives him a big boost. Oh, I definitely. And I think as well, the fact even more so this season when teams had such a big break and they never played January, February. So actually, the way you don't want the break, and you just want to continue yeah. playing games, playing, playing, yeah. playing, and, and have that momentum. So would you yeah. favour Wraith in the playoff, do you think, because of that? Well, I've looked at the head-to-head, John, as a, as a day with the old day when we did the results. And it's, yep. like, it's uh, two, what is it, three games recently. Yeah. One win each and a draw. Aye, uh, aye. And what I have noticed is there's goals in them all. Yep. They've all scored a 3-1, a 2-1 and a 1 each, I believe. Yep, yep. So, um, it's going to be a hard one, mate, honestly. And and, and it all depends what Dundee turns up. You yeah. know, they're so unpredictable this season. For me, I think Wraith have got that wee bit of momentum. They're scoring goals, as I said, against East, uh, against um, uh, Dunfermline in the two games. Already, they never scored the East End Park, but they've rattled them 2 0 quite comfortably. And it's the rivals. And I think I would favour Wraith in this one. You'd favour Wraith. Yeah. Well, the thing I was, I, I'm kind of a bit stuck in the fence for this one. Yeah. I feel that Wraith have probably got a better team, as in cohesive unit. Yeah. Whereas in these big games, you maybe have these individual flair players that will be a yeah, match winner. Totally like your Jason yeah. Cummins. Like Jason yeah. Cummins, for him to be playing Thumbs the up. championship is crazy. He should yeah. be probably in the top flight. And I would imagine, regardless of what happens in these mm-hmm. playoffs, I think Cummins will be back in the top flight in that season. But you've got him, you've got So, you've got Lights of McGill, and you've got the experience in there, guys yeah. that have played at the top flight. So yeah. a difficult one to call, though. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. The first, first game's at Dens Park. Yeah, so you've got um, Dens Park on Wednesday night um, and then the return fixture is on Saturday night at quarter to eight and they're both on BBC Scotland, which is good. Good. So you've got well, a chance to see them. That all depends on it. Obviously, um, obviously they both beat each other. Um, they're scoring goals, so it depends. You know, I just think that it's very important. The first leg's very important. If you can get anything, if Wraith can get anything at all, um, a, a draw, it, 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 you know, it's going to the second leg. But I feel if Dundee win, then Dundee are on, obviously get the upper hand. Whoever can take that first leg, win that yeah. first leg, get the, get the advantage for me. But it'll be very tough, very tough game. Aye. I forget as well, I'm forgetting Charlie Adam as well at Dundee, who I think had a wee bit of a spell out the team. But again, yeah. these big fixtures, he was used to playoffs down south of Blackfield, I remember. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's another one, but... Big occasion pick... players, mate. Big occasion players, that's what yeah. you need at this time. You need guys to step up, and they've certainly got that wee bit more experience, but Wraith have been bang on all season, you know. They're, you know, they're, they're a good unit. John's got them playing well. Um, 
No, I've, I've got to say that because obviously I used to play with them. Well, it's hardly, <laughs> aye. And, and I'll get a bit of stick if I don't. So, <laughs> me, I want, obviously, obviously, and I'd love to I'd love to actually maybe um, pull a few strings and get into that one. It starts part, but we'll just see what happens. Surely, if anyone can pull strings, <laughs> surely. Yourself. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. But um, no, no, I think that'll be, I think that'll be, honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the telly anyway. It'll be two crackers, absolute crackers. Aye. Um, it will be so. We'll talk about the predictions that we made at the start of the season. Now, it's not going to surprise anyone that everybody picked Hearts to win the league. Right. Which, yeah. That, that, uh, no surprise with that. No. no surprise there. Now, what did you make of the muted celebrations of whole Ferrari about? Are they going to lift the trophy? Are they going to celebrate this, that, the other? Nonsense. Well, do you know, do you know I, I was speaking to a journalist, Pally, mine, and he was saying, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying what team it was, but it was like, the team winning the league this season is like winning the reserve league West with no fans in. It's been, it's just been a complete, you know, it's, I, you know, it's it's not it's not the same euphoria you get when you win things when fans are there and and, and you're even scoring goals and the emotions. There's no emo, there wasn't any emotions. Yeah. And, and I, 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 that's been a difficult thing for me. I'll tell you, John. I, I wouldn't like to have been a football player at this time. I mean, when you look at some of the stuff we spoke about, and it's been, it's been, you know, pe- people know that travelling for Elgin, going to Stranraer or, you know, Dumfries State, and no getting a shower and no, yeah. I mean, the, the, the lower leagues, the lower league guys, what season I've had? I mean, what an absolutely horrendous time yet. And to play as many games as they have in the last few well, couple of months, um, I think it's been brilliant for a lot of them, you know, but. Let's get back to the, the stuff that we like and the you know the, the real stuff where guys can celebrate properly. Cause yeah. even watching the semi-finals at the weekend there, you know, I mean, it was just in that big park. It was for me, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. There's something missing. Aye, plus at the end of the season as well, you want to be able to show your appreciation for the fans, vice versa, yeah. the fans and the players, and also as well for the players at least and be able to go out and celebrate your end of season. Yeah. You've worked hard all season, you've got your awards. Yeah. Absolutely, and I did feel you were saying asking about Hearts there. It was just as if the, the, the times they did they play well by the way this season, you know, yeah. I, I, they, they weren't great. I think the Hearts supporters were giving them a wee bit of a hard time for yep. some of the performances, but it just looked as if they thought they were going to win it and they lifted the trophy and walked off the park. But all the other teams done a wee celebration and the wee yeah. fireworks in the background and things, and you know, all the ticker tape and all that stuff, and made it kind of look for their fans. So if they can do it, I don't know how Hearts could have done it, but. They're back in the Premiership anyway, and we'll see how they recruit for a new season. Aye, I mean, whether they felt aggrieved or not, there's guys there that might never win another medal. Yeah. So you want That's to have the... that wee bit of celebration. Um, yeah. And I think, the thing is, they've won. If they feel aggrieved, then they show it in the pitch that season that they didn't deserve to go down in the first place. And that's yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, we are talking uh, the pitch. Aye, exactly. Um, they obviously had the upset in the Scottish Cup with Brother Rangers knocking them out. And then I think at one point, Hearts fans, and I think they might still be divided about whether Nielsen should still be there or not. You think he'll be there at the start of that season? I think he will. I think they'll give him a start of the season. Um, he's really got to be tested against the bigger teams now, hasn't he? That's what I think they'll wait to see. But yeah. who's available? Who else can step in there? Um, I don't know who else would be available. I mean, they heard the news today about Queen's Park guy. Seen that, yeah, a bit of a shocker, yeah, with Ray McKinnon going. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm just talking about how, how it changes, you know. I'm not yeah. saying he would be involved in that kind of thing, but um, it just shows you how teams think, think ahead, and you don't know. But I think they would give him the chance to, to take them in and see how he deals with the first dozen games. 
Yeah, they'll be, they can do a Dundee United in terms of, I think Dundee United have done well in the Premiership this season. I think Hearts can have a similar part. I think they have to recruit well, John. I think you've got to recruit well. I think you've got to do it carefully and get the decent players in. That Here's the thing, you know, Dundee United went in there and, and, and I can remember talking about Dundee United for the last few years where they always failed at the last hurdle. Yeah. They, what they actually done was for me was um, they, they didn't set their estimations too high then. They went, we need to get back into this premiership. Yeah. I think it all depends where Hearts set their ambitions. See if they think they're a top four, five team again then it'll just come back and bite them in the backside. Yep. So I think they need to go in, recruit properly, and just, you know, be be solid, be, you know, grind out results, yep. get up the table, middle of the table, come next kind of, you know, the last couple of months and then see if they can push into the top six again. But they've not got any given right to finish the top four or five for me. Exactly. I know team does in terms of no. that. Um, I've got another question, which uh, maybe a harsh question as well, and we're talking about managers and, Different things like that. Stevie Crawford, maybe an old pal of yours. Yeah. Is he under a wee bit of pressure? Well, I think I think maybe that I think that that Derby game hurts fans, you know, and I think that maybe but they did come on with a decent run towards yeah. the end and go into the playoffs. So I think they've got to give Stevie a chance next season again. I think he's got to go in there at the start as well. And again, if he gets the right players run about him. Are they going to get back into the premise? I think they're a playoff team. I think they can get into the playoffs. I don't think they're ever going to go up. Yeah. I, I can't see it. Unless somebody really invests in them and gives them um, money for to go and buy top quality players. That's the only way that they're going to go up, you know. But um, no, I think Stevie deserves another crack at the whip. I, I think so. And I think you need to give a guy that's kind of early days in his management career a bit of yeah. time to build a team. I know it's difficult to build a team at that level because... Inevitably, players are out of contract every season, and you're you're trying to then maybe go to the chairman and say, "Look, who can I maybe oh. bring in? What, what's my what's my budget and all that type yeah. of thing?" And you're competing uh, against however many other teams that are in a similar budget for the same players. It's another one where they're, 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 you know where they think they're going to be, their ambitions or whatever. They think they've got the right to be the Dunfermline it used to be. I can always remember. I keep I tell everybody this story about when I was at Air United and we were in the Championship. It was a league, league one then, but it was a championship. And the guy said, um, how did you get beat by, I think, I can't mean to, it was, it might have been Queen of the South or somebody like that, they beat us 1-0. I says, well, we never, never took our chances, you know, and did they blah, 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 try to have a decent conversation with a supporter. And he says to me, the team that won the second division would have beat them. You know, and I, I thought, we're in the championship now. Yeah. So these guys just want to see their team winning and they look at teams that are successful and then they ask the question, how do we know? Because... Look at the Dunfermline team's past. We Crawford played with Brewster and yep. they're cracking players in their team. They've not got that same quality now. So they have to, you know, they have to lower their expectations a wee bit. Yeah. I know, spot on. Um, the other end of the table, if we're looking at the other end of the table and the predictions, everybody barred one person had Aloe in the bottom two. They got relegated. They put in a wee bit of a fight at one point. It looked like they were maybe going to at least avoid the automatic yep. spot, but aye, they've gone down automatically, maybe not too big of a surprise. The other one, Morton, I think only one person had Morton in the bottom two. Uh, out of everybody, they've had problems off the pitch, which I think has had an impact as well. Yeah. Um, the whole David Hopkins thing, I think when you were last on, actually, that yeah. was about the right, about the time that Hopkins left, I think. I, th- I think it's all been doing, kind of, um, doing Hill since Ray McKinnon, kind of, done the Falkirk thing and Picked yeah. the team and disappeared, and 
they've been trying to get things organised for them in the background. It's not been working for them, has it? Yeah. But you know, different sorts of things going on. Ownership, you know. And um, it's a shame because I've got a decent big support down there. And I remember going down there and there was, you know, three, four thousand easy home fans. So I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. They need to get it sorted quickly because if they don't, these are big games coming up. And as you said as well, they're on the they're on the downward spiral going into these games. So yeah. they need to pick themselves up and they need to win and stay in that league. Aye, because the first leg, they went ahead early on, 1-0. I think we were playing all right to start the game. But then... Aye, they lost 2-1 in the first leg to Montrose, so massive game tomorrow night um, for them. Yeah, yeah. Where um, yeah. Where I, I, I fancy them, John. Yeah. I fancy them. I, I, I think they'll beat Montrose, although Montrose have come on with a fantastic run towards the end of the season. Um, the two wins against Falkirk and, and Partick Thistle, obviously. Yeah. You know, that that really... And I like Stuart Petrie as a manager. I think he's got a chance to go places. I think Definitely. he can move higher. I think he's done really, really well. Um, so no, no, he'll, you know, they've, they've got, they're winning so far. They're winning two one at the minute. So yeah, they just need to go there and try and nick a wee goal, didn't they? Aye, and then just exactly. see where it takes them. Because um, if they can get a goal, they've got a great chance. But I just think, I think, the, I just think the Morton players will pull it out tomorrow night and they'll, they'll get a result. Right, okay. Um, in terms of what we talked about off the pitch, things are going to be a bit better for Morton now because they've got the the whole community thing happening, fan ownership. I think that's the future for a lot of Scottish teams in the lower leagues. I think that Stirling Albion started that a few years ago, John. A few if, if clubs I'm right have done that. it, aye. This all kind of involved in that as well, and there's yeah. a few clubs in there. You've got the Mother, <coughs> uh, Well Society at Motherwell, St Mirren yeah. have got their, their set up yeah, as well. Mirren, so. yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few teams, I, I think so. Um, the only thing, I, I don't know, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be too, kind of, um, own supporters kind of thing, but, you know, I think when you get into the boardroom and things like that, it's, the boardroom should be if they, if they want yeah. to support her in to speak for the supporters fair enough but it's the club for paying the money um, to keep the clubs going I think they've got every right to have their say you know um, by, by goodness this, this season we've missed the supporters hit me everybody yeah. has yeah. I mean I've no ability to go and watch their team yet they're still paying the money to watch their, the wee TV channels and things like that so yeah. um, no I think they've got every right to, to maybe want to know what's going on behind the scenes I mean, just going back onto the Queen's Park thing the night when they get announced on Twitter, I mean, there's Queen's Park supporters on that don't know what's happened there. Um, so, you know, they deserve the right to know what's happened. But again, an ambitious club, but are they too ambitious? Are they, are they, are they, are they you know, jumping too far ahead of themselves? <coughs> I know that a lot of people weren't too um, impressed with the style of play that, that yeah. Queen's Park had because um, since, since we came in, but, you know, that's Lesser Hamden getting work done to the day again and it's looking what I've seen an absolute great wee place to go and play football and it's geared up now for all the, the stuff coming so no you're right the supporters are a big big part a massive part and uh, I think I think if you can if you know if they want to be on board or they're, they're putting their money into the clubs then you should have the right to know what's going on yeah just while you're talking about Queen's Park I mean there's been some speculation about who might be coming in I've seen Alan Stubbs name mentioned whether that's just because of the Leanne Dempster link or whether there's any substance right. in it. So uh, is that what their plan is, to go for a so-called big name, as maybe some may see it? Uh, I think so. Do you think some of these guys think that's totally beneath them? I mean, it's, they were amateurs last season. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and I, I'm not, I played there at the end of my career. Um, I had a great time there. It was brilliant. Loved it. Down the road. Hamden Park. You know, playing with young guys. Yeah. 
I had, a, I had a name in my mind, but I, I don't know. I, I just threw it out. I just came, came to the back of my head when I was thinking about it today. And, uh, but I don't know whether he would leave up there, but he probably would need to know because he's not got a job up there. Stuart Kettlewell's an old player. Uh, he worked yeah, in the academy yeah. up there. Um, he brought young boys through for the academy. He's aye, worked aye. there for years. Working, so, you know, if that's the way they want to go, a young, a young ambitious manager, Alan Stubbs, don't know. But, you know, I, I can understand the link. I totally understand the link. Um, Neil Lennon, take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a difficult one, but it's going to be interesting because there'll be a lot of guys interested in that job, for sure. Yeah, I think there's a, maybe a slight argument in the lower leagues that you need a manager that knows these leagues, knows players yeah. and all that type of thing. Whereas if you maybe get too big a name, they might not, they might not work out. However, yeah. saying that, Paul Hartley has done all right, but Paul Hartley's done, he's earned his trade because mind but he was at Aloha back in the day. Yeah, he served the apprenticeship in terms of down the, up well the lower leagues, then going up and then going back down to the Cove Rangers project. Uh, yeah, which again, and that's working. Did. That's working pretty well at the minute as well, yeah. isn't it? Aye, um, and I, as you said before the podcast started, some of the predictions were a bit off where we thought we'd finish, because um, initially you had them finish in the lower leagues, <laughs> at the bottom end of the table. Don't worry, because for myself, Sorry. I had been shows to finish down at the, in the bottom. Right. So well, I just, what was your films, Did you think maybe the step up was just too much for them? Because I thought that was, you know, I, I thought, and by the way, don't forget, <laughs> we've not had a proper season, we've had the COVID, we've not had the fans in, we've not had people, you know, so it might have suited them. They've expressed themselves, they've got, you know, they've got a decent setup, good assistant manager, good manager, as you say, knows the lower leagues. Yeah. I've totally underestimated them, Troy, totally underestimated them. Aye. Um, but I was the same with Montrose, I was the same yeah. with Montrose, I underestimated Montrose. Um, whereas with Cove, I'd seen Cove Rangers play to Albert a few times and I thought they've got a good wee setup. Some yeah. players there, I think, as well, that are well, playing maybe beneath what they're capable of. And the likes yeah. of Mitch Meganson, it wasn't so long ago he was playing the championship and doing yeah. pretty well. Um, the likes of him, you've got your Rory McAllister's, Jimmy Marson, they've got good players yeah, guys there. Have so seen it. Yeah. They've got the ambition, they have got the ambition um, to yeah. certainly go up the league. So, I'd be interested to see again what happens, the reverse fixture, because their tie against the Airdrie's finally poised. And the Airdrie's a team that had a good end to the season. Well, Airdrie and my, Airdrie and my tips are the, the best running, mate, out of all the teams... Um, I mean, I, I quickly jotted down, they're, they're, you know, way back to April the 6th. And I keep mentioning April the 6th because that was a, I went to see, I, I was lucky to get into East Fife, Partick Thistle. Right, okay. I went up to East Fife to watch it. <clears throat> and I must confess, um, I left it 2-1 in the 92nd minute. And I got into my car and I, it was a corner, I think East Fife had a corner. I thought, yes, again, finished. I was, I was actually, Dick Campbell was kind of sitting just next to his and blaring away to him. He says, well, that's it. He's five for, for beat Thistle. And obviously, Brian Graham scored the 94th, 95th minute. Yeah. On that same night, Airdrie beat Falkirk 2-1. And Cove drew with Clyde. So for me, that was a turning point in that league. Yeah. The big thing for me, again, was the, the, the Thistle fans would have watched it tell you. I think Zach Rudden come on and, and Joe Cardo, and they completely changed the game. Because see the first half, the first 50, 60 minutes, Thistle weren't at the races. And for them to go on from that from that date and get in that 94th minute equaliser for Brian Graham and just steamrolled all the teams. Aye. That was a turning point for me because if COVID won or if Falkirk had won, it'd have been a different kettle of fish and we'd still been battling away against each other. 
but that was April, that was April of six. So they've all played kind of eight, nine games. And Airdrie have won six, only had one defeat and won six of their games and drew twice. Yep. So they're the team that have kind of really Got momentum. That I grasped this and went on. And I think God, I don't want to. I don't want to sound. I'm 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 beating on Cove all the time. I think Airdrie will do it. You think Airdrie will do it? No, I think for some reason I just think they'll do it, you know. Aye, well, I mean, Airdrie and Montrose both got in the playoffs last season and obviously never got to play them because of COVID. So, again, I see what you're saying. So maybe they deserve to be in there and one of those teams have a chance of progressing. Aside from that, in terms of predictions in this league, now, Parthic Thistle obviously won it, which. It didn't look like it was going to happen at the start of April. Um, Falkirk were on top and then had a, a disastrous run. Five points in the last nine games. Um, off the pitch again, maybe some... You know, no, yeah, just absolutely, 100%. 100% off the pitch. It's, it's, you know, why didn't you just let them finish the season? Exactly, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. and I'm not going to speculate things that I don't know, but with, with Gary Holt coming in as a director of football, whatever you want to call it, I said, oh, man. It all went wrong for that yeah. for that point, and and there's there's are too many voices in the dressing room with the players listening to so him and no listening to them and no listening to the two boys or yep. you know are they arguing with each other. I, I do know that they try to make a substitution during the game and Gary Hope changed it for the for the stand the back of the stand. So not the back of the stand. Where do we sit? Yeah. Well, I, I was told that you know, you know whether anybody believes me or no, I don't really care. I was told that so. You know, there's a kind of conflicted thing in the dressing room where they're no listening to the right voices and that can affect players. But for me, John, see at the end of the day, see if you're a football player and you've got a unit in there, you've got your date for yourself. Yeah. You don't need two managers or Gary Hope to tell you. You've got to, go and, you've got to go and win the games. Definitely. can't understand. It's a complete and utter collapse. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I've not seen a team collapse so much like that. Poor, really, really Aye. poor. It was remarkable. The fans deserve to be up there because they've got a great support, you know. And they, they you know, what a, what a, you know, they'd be, they'd be fantastic in the, the other leagues because the fans come out, you know, they've got a, definitely. I don't know their season tickets, sir. You know, I'd, I'd imagine two, three thousand, easy, easy. And um, they must be just sitting there wondering what the hell went, went, went wrong, you know, because it's it seems to happen quite a lot, doesn't it? It's not just the yeah. one. It seems to happen quite a lot with them, and they're, they're, they're struggling to get back into that where they should be. Aye, I think certainly, as you say, I think alarm bells. I thought as soon as Holt came in, because you just think he's come in, he's fresh off a managerial job. It's not as if he's a a traditional director of football type. As yeah. soon as he comes in, you think eventually he's going to get that manager's job. Yeah, everybody's thinking that we might uh, be proven wrong. Maybe that won't happen, but that's what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that could affect the players on the way. That's the thing. Well, training might be different. You know, you, they're, they're, they're taking advice from him and getting told something else. I, I, I've never really been through that situation. Um, but I still think, I still think you can go and you can win a couple of games against, you know, Montrose's and, yeah. you know, everything. You know, it's, it's, the, the collapse is just incredible. And, uh, to not even finish still, in the playoffs. Yeah. You can still make the playoffs. Come on. You can still no, make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you your, your kudos here I think you had Partick Thistle to win the league I think you did so you had yeah. Partick Thistle to win the league um, I had Falkirk so but aside from that most I did have Partick Thistle and Cove Rangers in the top four so well, you're not right. taking, you've only taken the budgets into account then as well John I mean, Falkirk's yeah. budget was far superior to anybody Aye. else 
And I think that's why the fans are, are, are a wee bit fed up with that, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you did well, though, you picked. Partick Thistle, you picked Airdrie. You picked them Barton, though. Don't know what happened to them. Don't I know. I just, would... I, I just don't know. They couldn't have scored goals this season. No. Or go, they, 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 you know, what is it, 13 goals or something like 14 yeah, goals? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I just felt that I watched them a couple of times. I felt they're solid defensively. If they could just get somebody in to put the ball in the back of the net, which is if they weren't, they actually started scoring a couple of goals towards the end of the season there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's a good be part, a good be good be surface and things. And I thought, you know, and I don't know, it's, you know, I, I don't know why I said them. Um, I never thought about um, the other ones that are involved in the top six. I just, I just had my wee, my thistle on that, and obviously Falkirk finished fifth. But yeah. Um, no, I, d- I don't know why I said them Barton. They knew they are on the other end of the table going to be fighting to try and to stay in the league again against Trinidad, who you'll probably touch on as well, yeah. I think. But I don't know where I put them in the league right enough. I think I might be putting them up the top end because I quite like Stevie Farrell. Um, I, I will come on to it soon. I, um, I, at the bottom end of the table, four for. So a lot of had, them. You, you had four for to be finished bottom and I think so did one or two others, so maybe not a huge surprise that they finished at the bottom of the table. No, no, I wasn't surprised at that. I just, um, they did have a couple of strange results, and I just wasn't consistent enough for me. Um, Stuart Malcolm going in there, an, an, an ex-player. I don't think he recruited pretty well. I, I don't know about the bait. And it, comes into, it comes into the budget and things, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? It definitely does at that level, and, and they were just maybe... A lot of teams found it quite easy to beat them that, this season. Aye. Um, just while we are on as well, just now, I don't know whether we've got the breaking news yet about what's happening with the, the Lowland League, because the decision was supposed to be by nine o'clock tonight, you know, with the whole Rangers Celtic then. Yeah. Now, I'm hoping it's not gone through. I don't know, what you, what was your opinion on that? Um, no, put it in the bin. Aye. Straight in the bin. Um, I was actually reading Bonnie Rig Rose's statement today. And I felt, you know, that where, where they've came from. I can remember a couple of years ago when they were trying to get into the Lowland League and they nearly got shafted because of the floodlights, John. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd done everything right and they'd get tell they still weren't they getting the safety certificate or whatever it was. So see teams like that. Kelty as well are involved in that. Caledonian Braves, we teams. Yep. BFC Glasgow, BFC Glasgow are kind of established Lowland League team. Yeah. But they've came from nothing as well and... For Rangers Celtic just to come into the league, how do you? The only way that the only way the only way to to for Rangers Celtic if they're going down that road for me again is and we speak about it all the time. And every single pro that ex pro that I speak to remembers going to Celtic Park, Petodre. Season ticket holders were there. It was, yeah. I told you before. There's maybe a thousand fans in, and you're getting experience that way. Be playing against. Well, I was playing against Doogie Bell. Colin McAdam. Yep, yep. Oh, Experienced pros. Experienced pros. No, Murdo McLeod was playing with Celtic. What are these things you're getting your kicking? You know, these guys that, that, that you looked up to and you, you, Roddy McDonald marked me out a game one time. He was at Hearts and what a, what a physical presence he was. Yeah. I thought, I need to get to that level to compete against these guys. But to throw them into the Lowland League, you know, I don't understand that. Uh-huh, I yeah. don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't get it either. They're trying to say it will benefit Scottish football, but it's not as if 
Rangers or Celtic are going to put players in the Lowland League, and then if they do well in the Lowland League, they're going to come straight into the first team. That's not going to happen. No. Because it's too big a gap. So it's only going to benefit them in terms of maybe the players get experience. And how competitive is it going to be? Or something like that. Aye, exactly. Uh, It's not going to be competitive. You know, know, there's no relegation, no promotion. You know, I, I don't get how... They're playing against boys that are pushing for the league that are trying to get into the, the pyramid system. Yep. And nah, no, no for me. It can't, it can't work. It doesn't right. work for me. It's a slap in the face to the pyramid system anyway, where you like seeing yeah. your Western Scotland teams, your yeah. Eastern Scotland teams, all these teams that are trying to get there, and then Rangers and Celtic come in at tier five for a, yeah. a so called one off season. I don't believe that either. That would be a one off no. trial. No, no chance. No. Um, I've not seen anything yet. I know there it's was. It's only benefit Scottish football, John. It's to benefit Rangers and Celtic. Exactly. You know, it's not a benefit Scottish football. Um, I had a quick look on Twitter just to see if there'd been any announcement yet. I can't see anything. Oh. Um, but then it was supposed to be decided by nine o'clock. So I suppose right. we're only at ten past nine just now as we speak. Um, right. But aye, I think most folk are against it. Even I would say a lot of Rangers and Celtic fans I've spoken to are like, why? What's the point of it? So we'll see. Um, it's, not going to increase, it's not going to increase Kate's either for these teams. No. You know, you might get maybe 20, 30 guys going along, but there's no names. It's only young boys that are playing in it. You know, it's yeah. not like the reserve games where somebody's come back for injury or there's a new signing and he's playing for the reserves. It's a different it's a different thing altogether now. Um, the only way for to benefit Scottish football and benefit players coming through is getting back to that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think, though, I think the reason why maybe it was scrapped is because clubs don't carry maybe as big a squad as what they used to back then. And you've even got the situation, sadly, oh. where... Some teams don't even have a youth setup anymore. I understand that, but I don't ever remember a youth setup in any teams when I was younger. Yeah. It was just a reserve team. Aye. So, I mean, if they look at the salaries that are playing, some of the guys that are no doing anything, that have played a handful of games this season, they should maybe look at, you know, investing back into reserve football, where, you know, instead of spending their money on players that aren't even, you know, playing as many games as they should be. So, yeah. No, I, you know, I think they can invest back in that and then maybe it would benefit Scottish football. Aye, definitely. Um, so if we go into League 2 in the playoff situation, so aye, as you said, you mentioned Sunoir. Now, Sunoir, you aye, you had them in second place, so you've done all right there. Right, OK. Right, With I thought Sunoir. they would do all right. Uh, they actually they were the only team to play about 10 games because they'd have the Scottish Cup, if you remember. Yeah. So in April 56, they played 10 games. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Aye, well, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people making predictions, and only one person never had Sunor in the top four. So most people thought they would do, they would do yeah. pretty well. Um, and as you say, Stevie Farrell, good, good coach, good manager yeah. at that level. No finish, Jack. Uh, no finish, aye, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so you've got the Martin they're up against, where we mentioned. Yeah, now, now for the first leg. Yep, yep. Do you fancy Sunor then? I'm going to go Sunor. You go, are you going Shinoa to go right through it? You think Shinoa will be the team that will get a promotion? I think Edinburgh City, mate. Aye. They, they were my tip for the league. I thought Edinburgh City would do yeah. well, and I, I would still say... They, 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 and, and by the way, we're talking about the Lowland League. You know, them and Cove kind of thing, but them, for me, tip of five, what it's all about. Yeah. I think they've been excellent. I think they've had a brilliant manager. I think he could still move higher. I think their ambitions at Meadowbank, that the money they've, that they've spent... Doing that up again and making it a, a decent stadium, a decent home for them, where they've not really had a home. Um, I think they've got great ambitions, quite maybe similar to Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. So, only Queen's Park are obviously established for hundreds of years, you know. But um, aye, but 
but I think they've gone in the right direction. And I just think, see, if they get promoted by that, what are, you know, Edinburgh were talking about, the investment would be unbelievable. Definitely. And, and that's the advantage they've got. Aye, the thing is, aye, the catchment area that they've got, yeah. they can pick yeah. up their young players at Hearts <coughs> and Hibs that are leaving. And aye, if they, I mean, if they were to get into up the levels, I think they would do well. They could potentially long-term be a club that would be... Well, I think it was a young boy, was it, top was, it, was, it, was it Josh Campbell, a sort of young Hibs boy Campbell. that scored a goal, scored the winner in the first aye. leg? So, you're right, that's the catchment. Um, and that's that's what it's all about. That's what, that's what these guys get, that experience. Yeah. We push on and, you know... I can remember getting a phone call for Hartley years ago about a young player that was in Dundee. How did they play? Asking me about them and this and that. And that's what they want. They, they want to see them playing against men at that level. I definitely. You know, you know, no, no playing with young boys that they're not talking to each other and they've no get anybody to give them a rollicking when they need it. Yep, yep. Some of the experience that they can look up to. So that's a prime example. So no, I think having said that, you know, Elgin, Elgin have still got to, you know, they've still got a chance. There's only one goal in it, John. So. But I fancy Edinburgh City, um, and it's going to be interesting. You know, it's it's actually good timing this because there's still a wee, wee twist and turn still to come uh, throughout the season, you know, and uh, think, it's not finished yet. I think plenty. I mean, you were speaking about head-to-head records earlier. So if we covered Edinburgh City and Elgin, you had Edinburgh City won in Halloween, 1-0. You then had the reverse fixture, 20th of March, Edinburgh City won again. Um, so you would think Edinburgh City should be good for it. Uh, yep. That's him that three wins. And then, if we're to get then ahead of ourselves and maybe Stranoir are in the final against Edinburgh City, the head-to-head there is a bit more interesting because Stranoir won one. Stranoir beat Edinburgh, didn't they? And Edinburgh City won one. So they both won one each. Aye. So, Aye. Aye. It's going to be interesting. Uh, definitely. Um I don't know if I'll get. I don't know if I'll drive to Stranraer for that one. Right now, <laughs> it's, it's not a good drive, is it? Um, but on the flip side, if if Elgin have to get through and say Stranraer get through, not discounting the bottom, but we're just talking about these situations because of the head-to-head record. Elgin beat Stranraer four-one twice. Yeah, season. Well, and one was pretty fresh in the memory as well, twenty-seventh uh, yeah. of April. So, yeah. If you're Stranraer and Dumbarton. You're, you're, I think you're still wanting Elgin to win that one. Yeah. Uh, because I think Edinburgh City are the danger. But obviously you're there in merit, aren't you, when you beat them? So Aye. Um, it's a big, big... It's a, it's a big, big... I, I fancy Edinburgh City to win, to, to win that all together. Yeah. Uh, against Stranraer, obviously, in the, the, the playoff final. I think Dumbarton are struggling. I really do. I can't see them scoring any goals. They're quite... They're not bad. They're quite good defensively. Yeah. Um, but compared to maybe... By the way, don't... <laughs> <laughs> my predictions again, you know. But <laughs> we're talking about Rafe Rovers in D, you know, three one, two one, one each as goals, you know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a damp square, it? it's gonna be nil nil. <laughs> like the, like the, these other ones where you're not seeing a lot of goals. I mean there's only yeah. one goal in a few games. Um but then you look at the look at some of the results that I've had. It's it's incredible, you know, that five twos, Elgin beat uh, Albion Rovers beat Elgin five two. Yeah, yeah. And Albion Rovers were going through a thing throughout that season. Um, Edinburgh City beat Elgin 2-0 obviously there's more goals Elgin are beating Sterling Albion's 3-1 so there's plenty of goals in these teams definitely but it's just due to this nervousness aye, it's aye, one mistake you're out yeah. so there's a lot at stake now mate aye aye but, well if I go, we'll talk about predictions in this league as well uh, you never even had Edinburgh City in the top four <laughs> <laughs> so you've changed your tune you know. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, but the two of us, I have? I have? you had you had Queen's Park to win it. Fair enough. You had Stranraer, uh, you had Sterling Albion, and then you, like me, both a couple of fools. We both had Breaking in the top four. What happened to them? What happened? Club, club forty two. See at that time, was uh, who was the manager at that time when we picked at the start of the season? Was it still Mark Wilson? I think it was Mark Wilson. I and I think we well, thought we'd be contacting that. that. He brought to be said in, didn't he? He brought Simon Donnelly yeah. in at the same time. I thought they would have been able to, you know, try and get a couple of players in. Come yeah. on. I mean, you know, they're two well-known players. Somebody, and that was my reasoning. That was my only reasoning that Aye. they'll be able to get a couple of boys in loan, surely. Well, I th- and they I just, yeah, I just thought they couldn't have as bad a season as last season. Uh, the worst thing that ever happened to them was getting to the Championship, Murray, a few Aye. years ago, Aye. and no one again. Yep. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And then they've but struggled no, to win a game since. Well, well, unless they come up with some rule that's going to save them again, um, they're going to be playing somebody to stay in the league. So that's what it's all about. The pyramid, that's what it's all about. Exactly. And that's what we want. We, we've spoken about this in the podcast since the pyramid was introduced. We would want the, the Lowland League or the Highland League to have the team going up. To be fair, I think both winners from the Lowland and Highland should go up. Never mind yeah. just one of them having to play each other for the night to then play against the bottom, cl- the bottom club. I think that's fair. Got a fancy Kelty Hearts, I think. I mean, Kelty Hearts, again, have got players that could probably be playing in the championship. Nathan Orson, hat trick at the weekend. Was yeah. it that long ago he was playing in the championship? That's right. And I, boys I, as well, I, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did he kind of struggle in the championship? Did, was he, was he you know, just, just kind of playing away? And... Aye, he's probably playing a wee bit above himself, but I think he's capable of getting back to that level. Well, he's got, he's got that experience now, hasn't he? He's got a lot yeah. more experience now and he could probably step back up there. Um. As you say, six one in aggregate, hat trick Easton got a couple of goals as well. What experience? I don't think there's a big difference for that to League One now, John. Oh. I don't think there's a big difference now. I think when you get to championship levels a jump. I think now the Kelties, um, you know, you know, my home team East Kilbride have kind of failed a wee bit miserably in the last few while, but I know they've not had a chance this year with the COVID, yeah. but. Um, you know the BSC Glasgow's competing in Scottish Cup. These teams are all decent now. Definitely. You know, Bonnie Rig Rose. We spoke about. They're all decent teams, and I've got decent, experienced players in their teams. There's no that big a difference. Yeah. To, to the top end of League Two, to the bottom end of League One. Absolutely. And I think we've spoken about this before that a lot of teams in the likes of League Two are frightened for their future because they know if they go down into the lower league or the Highland League, they might struggle to get back in the main leagues. Well, East Stirling's set the president for that, didn't they? Eric as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you ever see them coming back in unless there's heavy investment. And I can't see a lot of investment in Scottish football now, can you? No, no, definitely not. Uh, no, no. So, aside from that, yeah, everyone, you and me were both the same. We had Albion Rovers, we thought we'd finish bottom. Um, but Brian Weeds right. ended up doing... Doing really well. Doing, doing yeah. well, I think, from yeah. where they were. Yeah, Definitely. And my, my reasons for that was just the budget. And yeah. I know that after Kevin left, the budget got yep. slashed again. But he's managed to pluck out a couple of players there and get the best out of some of the boys that were there. Good luck to them. Some, some good young players, you know, and they've done the business. They've, 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 they've pushed up the league a wee bit for being second bottom. Yep. Um, Breaking, as you say, deservedly, they're, they're doing there. Yeah. So, not a good season for, for, for Rovers. Um to push on near the end of the season, where that victory I told you about, I mean, going to Elgin and winning 5 2. Incredible result, you know? Definitely. Um, um, so it's good luck to them. 
Aye, uh, funny you mentioned Kevin Harper. We've got Kevin on next week, uh, right. previewing the Scottish Cup final. Obviously, yep. I'm being a big hit. Uh, it's his player. So yeah. surprise, he's not back in the game. Well, I, think been, I think there's been a couple of opportunities, but obviously just didn't didn't um, can I get there? You know, but um, just need to wait and see what happens. I mean, you should. We were speaking about where these teams and where these teams are going to be because they, they're still waiting to find out what league they're going to be in. Yeah. You might find that there might be a few opportunities there. Managers maybe don't fancy it and that's how it moves around, isn't it? So it's no great seeing managers getting the sack halfway through oh. the season or whatever, but towards the end of the season when the chairman comes to you and says, listen, you know, we're going to go down a different path. We're going to get somebody else in. I'm sure Kevin will get an opportunity again because he deserves it. Aye, definitely. Um... So I'm trying to see what else there was in that league. Anyone that we, we tipped to maybe do well that never did that well. Aaron were one. Aaron were tipped by a few folk to finish in the playoffs. But they, right. were, they were struggling strange at the end. Strange one. That so, was strange, wasn't it? I think it was strange, aye. Um, a, few, a few bad results. I thought I, I always feel they did quite well doing their home patch. And for some reason this year, they didn't work out really. Yeah. So... Um, no, I was disappointed. I think I, I think I maybe said they'd finish going up there, didn't I? Did, did, was that one of them that said they'd finish up there? Hey. <laughs> Mid-table, maybe? Oh, no, it was... Oh. Well, we only, we only predicted the top four and who was finishing bottom right, that okay. league. So we had... Yeah. Uh, myself, I had Aaron in top four and so did a couple of other boys. Uh, right. But I just wasn't it to be. So... I... Still know... I can't still, still can't see a decision with this Lowland League thing. So, surprise, and no. maybe they're, they're trying to string it out. Maybe there's a, a few beers in the go or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So, only plus you can get a beer inside. <laughs> oh, maybe there is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Better not say too much. No, no, we better not. He's not bothered, but um, no, it's a strange one. It's a, it's a strange one, and, and, and it's a no-no for me. Just when we're trying to get the league back up and running again for next season and get everything prepared and get the fans back in and get sponsorships and make it exciting, yeah. you know, get the cup up and running there coming out with that again, John, you know? It's early, it's early. Bad timing for me, bad timing. Um, whereas I'd maybe have been a bigger call to have League 2 being bigger where your Lowland League and your Highland League team has both been in there, but yeah, no to be. I don't think we'll see restructuring the top flights for a good while. No. Uh, seems no. to get vetoed last season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope no. I hope no. It seems to be going okay. But as I said to you, I did like that split towards the end of the season there. I thought that was quite decent. Yeah. Aye. Aye, because I don't know what the 22 games played, which was, it was weird. But... That's right. That's the difference as well. So it's not a full season. Into, no, you don't know what's going to happen there. Teams usually peaking just going into March, April. Yep. You know, just peaking at the right time after a hard-fought season. But they, they, they weren't playing, so no. it's, it's, it's you know it's funny, you know players peaking at the right time, but they've no they've no the chance to get into that kind of mode because they've not been playing. Yeah. So fair play to them, fair play to the players. I, I certainly would have enjoyed it. Um, travelling distances without getting showered, and you know you're sitting in a foyer getting a team talk and sitting in a dressing room and things like yeah. that. You know it's difficult for them, really difficult. Uh, I don't want to see that again. Obviously, I don't think MD does. No. Um... Definitely not. For yourself, just going back to your career, what was your favourite end to the season that you had? End to the season? Well, I'll be in overs in the 80s. I mean, we won the league. We've, we've, we started, um, we've, we were 
couple of boys, me and a couple of boys, we started going out every weekend for about March. Aye. Because we were that far ahead, aye. But obviously, you just, you, you, the last thing, I think, man, I think Awa started playing really well and caught us up a wee bit. And, uh, you know, we've been doing the last couple of games, but we were, we were always going, it was just between us and them, but we were so far ahead of everybody else. But um, we played Dumbarton and beat Dumbarton. And that's, I think I've told you before, Dumbarton turned up with the yellow strips, so we had to give them our away strips. Aye. So we beat ourselves to win the league that day. <laughs> But that was, that, was a great, that was a good experience. That's, it was fun. Then you get transferred and things become a wee bit more serious. Yeah. Um, getting towards the end of the season, I was always back just a player that was kind of get promoted, fighting relegation, get promoted, fighting that. And I enjoyed that. But um, when we won the league with Aeth after winning the cup, that was tough for me because I get sent off against Airdrie and I missed the last four games. And having to watch the four games, three or yeah. four games it was, for, for the sidelines was torture, absolute torture, because you couldn't help them, and um, eventually, the, the, we, 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 I think we had to, well, we've got a few points behind them firmly, and we caught them up, we won a tremendous run, um, and then I get suspended, and we had to eventually get a point against um, Hamilton Aki's at Fur Hill, remember they were okay. sharing at Fur Hill, yeah, yeah. and we drew 0-0, and we won the league that day, but watching that game was terrible, torture, torture. so you're always better on the park, where you can do something about it, they'll tell Aye. you, you know, I just felt helpless that day, but we got to the point we did it. Um, but no, just, 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 just always enjoy. You know, I'm not one of the guys that tries hard at the end of the season to try and get a new contract. I just try to see more of the time. I can name a few of them, but I won't join. Aye, aye, aye. I can name a few of them guys. Absolutely fantastic. Some of the boys were brilliant. You can see them just peaking at the right time. You know, <laughs> contract drops coming up. But um, no, no, you get you get your all, and you just want to play every game. You know, I look at guys that play 15, 16 games a season. How you only played 15, 16 games? Yeah. They're supposed to be super fit now, you know. But for some reason, that's what they play. And they're quite happy doing that because they're getting their wages. But I was 34, 35 games a season guy. You know, if I could play any more than that, absolutely. Exactly. Just, I mean, by the way, you, you know, I spoke to you before. But it just goes like that. You're a your career. So you've got yeah, to enjoy yeah. every minute of it. And yeah, I miss it terribly, terribly. And I know a lot of guys do. Yeah. But it's good to see me up, even on Twitter and social media, talk to guys that you used to play with. That's brilliant. And then things like this. Yeah, definitely. To but towards the end of the season, it definitely, when you know you're in a chance of winning the league. I mean, I heard uh, Waghorn for Derby the other day. I don't know if you heard them. He says, this is the moment a football player lives for. Yeah. Because he survived. Survived, aye. Come on, mate. That's not what you live for. No. And I, I, I don't know if he was just caught up with a, you know, he's tying up and that kind of thing. Aye. But I thought if you're a Derby fan, you're going to be a wee bit upset with that, aren't you? Aye, but they've got you know, ambitions to be. You want to be fighting well. Aye, your ambition? You know exactly. exactly. So you want to, you want to be fighting at the top end of the table, um, and you want to, and and and, and honestly, we're speaking about it tonight. The playoffs give these guys a chance. All right, they're not winning the league, but they give them a chance to get up to another level, and then. You know, maybe get themselves an extra few quid and play at yep, a higher level yep. and get themselves in a shop one day and maybe go on and have a good career. So exactly. that's, what that's what you need to do as a footballer. Yeah. Just uh, going back to like the end of your career and all that type of thing, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. So a lot of guys obviously struggle massively end of their career in terms of they've been used to playing football for, well, I mean, since maybe they were a kid, six mm-hmm. years old. Did you see a lot of, kind of people struggling at the time when they are finishing up and... Was there any kind of support back then? 
didn't have anything. No, we, did, we, we, we didn't have. We were in a. We were in a, We played our union thing, but the union was just there if you needed. I don't know. You would, you'd have, never done anything for me. Yeah. Never done anything for me. Um, no, I, I, I never. And you know what? It's it really is just up in the last maybe ten years into it that it's really yeah. we've been aware of this. Definitely. And watching some of the heartbreaking things that you see. Yeah. Um, is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But I think I don't know if it was that that old one. You know, men don't go to the doctors nor that, John. You know, but I just no talk about it in the dressing room. I'm not saying anything. And yes, you did uh, see guys doing. And you did. I mean, don't forget. I mean, I, my, my one of my best wee mates, we Paul McGregor, played with me for five, yeah, four, yeah. five different clubs. And to this day, you know, I still talk to his brothers, his, his wife, uh, his kids, and and like. And all the boys that we played with, you know, Derek Ferguson, Graham Mitchell, Jimmy Gardner, all the boys that played with him. Um, and we can't, we still can't believe it. So, you know, that was the big, that was the big thing. That was the, the main shock and thing for me, that one. But Definitely. it's still happening all other places. And, and, and it's great now that, maybe not great now, maybe that's the wrong word to use. It's helpful now to see these back on sides, these things where you can Definitely. go to people and talk to them, you know. And I'm all for that. And yeah. I think a lot of guys on social media are for that. There's people there, they talk to you whenever you need to talk to them. So I think it's great. Yeah, because I think if we look back to like when you were a player and when I was younger, you, the old saying was sticks and stones may break my bones and so I'd never hurt me. But it's not the case. Like what someone says to someone can impact someone in a massive way. Um, and you, you don't always know what's going on in the inside. Um, someone, can act, someone can be seem like the happiest person in the world, but you just don't know what's what's going on behind closed doors or absolutely in their mind. I mean, so I mean, you know, the, the support would have been great for us there. Maybe people were affected by getting called such and such with the supporters. Yeah, but I've been called everything. I mean, everything. Um, family, some of my family have been called names. You know, my dad used to tell me about the games. My mum, when she was alive, used to go to games and tell me I was getting the abuse I was getting and the abuse some of the players were getting and things and. Then they start arguing with them, you know, and then they get affected. Yep. So you, you, you miss that side of it, you know. And you're right. Um, you did kind of... It was turning the other cheek, wasn't it, when we were younger? Yeah. It was turning the other cheek. Like, is that right? You just try to go on. But it did, it did affect people. You know, it did affect people. And, um, and the way, I must admit, the way some of the managers spoke to some of the players as well then, you know, I've not been in a dress room for, 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 a, week, for, a, for a couple of years now, so... It's different. You've got to speak to players differently. Some managers might be able to handle that. Some managers yeah. might not be able to handle that. I think you just need to look at some managers that maybe can't get back in. That maybe they're not the right choice for that. Because it would do, you know, some of the things that you, you, you can't say to players now, when sometimes, remember it used to be the old saying, you know, some guys need to boot up the backside, some guys need a wee arm Aye, that. Yeah, yeah. I still believe in that. I still believe in that. Motivated. Yep, everyone's different. But you can't do that anymore. You can't. You've got to talk to them properly. You've got to, you know, everybody's got to be, everybody's equal. You know, you you can't favour anybody because somebody will complain. Yep. So it's a a tricky business. I always say when you're in business and football management or you're a social worker as well as trying to to take care of the fitness side of things or whatever your business is. Yeah. and especially in this, this COVID situation, must have been even more. It's hardly I, especially, you know, especially for we've had the likes of uh, Robert Love on, who was at Anne Bank this season. Um, yeah. for, it was a short season, obviously, but he was saying 
the way boys are struggling with the fact they weren't getting their fits of playing football. That's what they're yep. used to. Okay, yep. they work all week, but that, yep. Saturday, that release on a Saturday are playing football. Absolutely. 100%. That's what you look forward to. That's what you train for. One of my mates was telling me he's at a junior club. He said um, they've not been able to get back to train. I think they start on Monday, John. So the, yeah. the boys are all recording times for 5Ks, you know, whatever they're doing. He says, by the way, they've never been as fit in their life, these boys. Yeah. I says, but what you got to do when you get back, you went off the ball because they might not be able to kick a boy anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You're in. laughs> but, but that's just players for the Premiership in England, so that doesn't make any difference. Some of them yeah, pick up 100k, yeah. you know. But um, no, that, that's what they'll be doing. So that's a different fitness. And that's where they'll get their, they'll get their, their adrenaline will be when they get the ball. Yeah. And they start, there's nothing more, you know, when you're a part-time player, you, you have to try and make players enjoy coming to training. See if you're just getting running and things and the players will tell you, it's just demoralising, pouring rain. Yeah. You've travelled, you've had a hard day at work and you're not getting the ball to, to, to enjoy training. So that's, that's what it'll be, ball work for, for them. Right into the start of next season, by the way. So, um, and just hopefully everything kicks off again and they can go for it, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and then, the boys, that, that's where the boys get their fixed, John. You're right, 100%. Yeah, because he even told me stories about it. He'd, he'd go out for work six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. It's Tesco car park, get a wee Tesco sandwich, off the training, no back home till about 10, 11 o'clock at night, back up the next day for six in the morning. You're like, tough going. But you would change it. But you would change it. You loved it. Well, everyone's geared up for the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. You're geared up for the Saturday to play. You know, you're training that week's geared up for the Saturday to get three points, get yourself a couple of quid, if you, if you got a couple of quid. And then you go and you talk about your game or a couple of pints for your mates. Yep. Nobody able to do any of that. No, no. Nobody able to do any of that. That's difficult. That would we, have broke my heart. That would have killed me. <laughs> aye, well, we had a St. John's fan on last week and we were talking to him about, obviously, the cup final, when the league cup final. And I, you're delighted to win it, but he was watching it at home and they did a wee Zoom thing so that they could have some aye. fans together talking to each other, but just yeah. not the same at all. No. You want to be there. No. I, I'm almost, I can't say I'm glad that Aberdeen never got to a final this season because you'd always want your team to win a trophy. But in the same token, if Aberdeen had to win the Scottish Cup again in my life, I'd be there and nobody sitting in the house watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what's the situation with the final? Have we heard anywhere about that? Well, they're, the they're talk not is... Let, they're not going to let fans in. Aye, that's the talk. But then the latest talk is that um, Aberdeen have offered the state pathology for the final so that fans can get there. But, but, but what's the difference with Hamden and pathology? Well, the SFA are trying to claim that um, UEFA take charge of their stadium ahead right. of the Euros. However, right. if that's the case, Wembley have got the playoff finals up until like the 29th of May, which is only about, what, 10, 11 days ahead of the Euros? And, and, they're, and they're getting fans in. So, you, you don't know what to believe. No. Hopefully, hopefully, they see sense. So, Aberdeen have come out and said they'll offer the, the stadium, and at least some fans can get there, even if it's just a quarter of the, the stadium's there. Just to have fans there like that, that gives you yeah. something for that season, doesn't it? It gives you a wee flavour. Absolutely. Here's my issue with that. As a player, we won the we won the league cup at Ibrox. Yeah. And my regret was no winning at Hamden. I think you spoke about that before. Remember, player, I, you know, think as a player, right? So that that would be my. And I'm not taking anything away from Petrodri. If they yeah, can get yeah. seven, eight, ten thousand people into Petrodri, whatever, that would be brilliant. But you want to win it at the national stadium. 
Yeah. And I guess a joke that they're not letting fans in. I mean, they're going to be letting 12,000 in for the Euros anyway, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Why can they not do a test event? But ideal, the Scottish Cup final would be ideal for it. They've done it, they've done it at Wembley. Yeah. And by the way, I, looked, I watched that game. I can't even who it was. Was it Tottenham Hotspur? They weren't socially done. They were on the one, the one bit. Yeah. So, was it my? Might have been. I think. Might have been. Yeah. Uh, for that bit. What, what, what's your own plan for that season then? You want to try and get back in with the coaching side of things or what's your, what's your thoughts? Oh, it, depends. Oh, it depends if we Kevin gets a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I'll be um, I'll be doing my usual, John. I'm, I'm working with Stuart McGregor at Sport. I've got a few players yep. on board and we're busy already trying to get things sorted out. But as I said to you earlier on, the problem is teams don't know, chairmen and things don't know their budget yet and what they're going to be. I know that um, uh, there's a couple of manager changes, obviously, it's 10 year and things like that, but a couple of boys are maybe going to move in there with, with Swifty. So he's been appointed there. I think he'll do no bad. Thanks to uh, yeah. Stenish will do well next season. I think they're... But then you've got boys that are coming down for leagues, a couple of released with Falkirk, a couple of Queenie South, a couple here and there, Partick Thistle. Um, no release, but contract things yep, yeah. just trying to get things organised where we know what the budget's going to be and that's what we're talking about again do you come down a league to go to a team that's maybe going to try and win promotion do you stay where you are and fight your cause and then try and stay in that league it's just, at the end of the day we're only there for, for what the boys want and the boys yeah. you know whatever their ambitions are because you're right as well that they've got part-time uh, part-time footballers with good jobs yep. full-time football now doesn't allow them to go full-time because their, their jobs are paying them more than what the full-time football is. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an indication. Probably only Falkirk could touch that last year. You know, for them to chuck their job. Aye. No, and, and, and they've not went up. So that's a big, big blow. Um, unless you're playing at the top level of the championship, you, you know, it's going to be worth your while now. That's where we are. There's not that much of a difference, by the way, with ages when I was playing in the, the Premier League. Yeah. Wages to now. And that was the late 90s. There you go. Unless you're at the top, top clubs. There you go. So it's all about who goes up, who wins these playoffs and <laughs> what their budget's going to be. That's and the most important thing for the teams. That affects some of the players in your books. That affects everybody. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Everybody, as you know. Yep. Anyone in particular just now or to watch out for? You've got... Uh, a few boys. A few boys. Big, big Brownlee done well towards the end of the season with this. So I, thought, I, think, he, I think he was solid. Yeah. Um, big for Dice as well at Airdrie you know uh, defensively decent got a young boy Michael Anderson going out to Stenhouse where he's a BSC he's only 19 so just maybe just turned 20 um, can play in a various amount of positions I think he'll do well there he was up at fourth for there just for the last few games um, so a couple of boys that, a couple of things in a few managers as well a few guys looking for jobs as well and a few guys in England so it's just getting that right blend and just trying to get yeah. guys to, to the right move. And it's difficult. You know, I'm not going to say it. It's, just, it's, it's pretty difficult, mate. It's uh, trying to please everybody and get them the right thing. And it's it only goes with, with what the budgets can be and, and what we can offer them. And, and to be fair to the boys, most of the boys that we've got, they're no greedy boys. They're, they want to go and play football, John. That's no, the best thing. That's the best way. They just want to go and play um, and they're quite happy some of them staying part-time they just well, well stay part-time as long as they get what, the, what, what a lot of guys have came to us and are, are talking about this year is um, the location of the club 
near their yeah, house. Yeah. You know, the travelling thing, and some of them don't want to travel. I think this season's, they're fed up with it. Aye. With the way, you know, coming home without a shower, as we're saying, and no getting something to eat properly, and no being able to go into somewhere and get in and eat when they're, they're travelling home. And I think that's kind of, I think they're a bit fed up with that. So I think a lot of it's down to location this year. So, um, no, no, we'll, I'll keep you posted on that one. We'll, we'll see what happens, but we we'll just need to get the playoffs out the road first. Aye, best of luck for all ball, anyway. Yeah, thanks, um, mate. For that. And great to have you back on, as always. Yeah. I, I was going to, I had a wee German beer I was going to bring out, a wee München, but I thought I'll, I maybe had a wee bit enough at the weekend, I'll, I'll save it for the weekend. Hi. Paulner. Paulner. Beer. Which is good. For that. So I know, great having you back on, and then I will see what happens in the playoffs. So your predictions are Wraith. Yep. I'm going to go, I've got to go with them, John. I've got to go with them. So Wraith are going to be in the top flight. That's well, we don't know about that yet, but they're yeah, going to, they're going to they're going to play against whoever it is relegated down. But I fancy them against him. You fancy him, and then you fancy Strunar. Airdrie and Strunar, isn't it? No, Airdrie and Edinburgh City. Airdrie, Airdrie and Edinburgh. That's your three, and then Kelty to beat Brecon. Yes. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. Um, who do you think will finish bottom in the Premiership then? I don't want to say Aki's my old team. No. No. Um, I just love it when people try and slag them and then they, they, they stay up. Because, yeah. you know, you can only you, you only beat who's in front of you at the time. Exactly. You know, I don't like them playing there nor that. It's only doing the hill for me as well. Um, They're like a racehorse. They've been over the course and distance and they know how to just absolutely. get their yeah. nose over the line, don't they? Yeah. And by the way, you know, I was a wee bit... During the season there, when, when Chipper get kind of... To come out of the, he was getting a bit of hassle. Yeah. To come out of the bus, and there was no board members there, and the fans were waiting on him. And I, I thought I was terrible, you know. I thought I was terrible having to deal with that. And he came back and won a few games. Knew everybody was on his side, and knew again it's just a, it's just a fight into. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know about that one. Kelly getting dragged into an odd joint. It's tough. Ah, oh, it's tough. They're never too big to get done, by the way. No, no one is. Um, Ross County for me. Ross County. Yeah. So, uh, are we Wraith Rovers playoff for Kilmarnock then? Because Hamilton have got to stay up. <laughs> That'd be some game, wouldn't it? Well, Hamilton have got their, their own hands. They play County and Kilmarnock the last two games. That's what you want, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's in their own hands. Yeah. Win they two That's games right. and you're probably safe. That's right. They need to go and score goals. Something they've struggled at. Yep. They need to go and score goals. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. interesting. Definitely. You looking forward to Euros? Um, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm, I, I've got my brother-in-law's coming up with my, my my nephews, and they've got tickets for the the night. It's the the eighteen Fringer Bells, eighteen Fringer Bells, eighteen games. Um, game. they're coming up. They're coming up to Hamden to watch Croatia and Czech Republic. Oh, Czech Republic, right? Okay, so they've got that. Um, and that's the early game, and then is it Scotland England after that? And they must be in different <laughs> days, but I know that the England game's the 18th, so I don't think they would have two games the same day, I don't think. Um, you've got the, the opening game for Scotland's the 14th, then you've right. got the 18th and then because it's the 22nd. So. But, but, but with this, with this, what you're saying about the, the crowds, they've got tickets, I don't know if they're going to get them, and we don't know. We've booked a couple of places to go, and yeah. but we don't know, because we don't know whether they'll get the ballot to get them, although they have got the tickets. I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Aye, I don't know why. So I'm looking forward to the Euros. I'm looking forward to the football. I hope we can yeah. go to 
I hope the weather's decent. We can get a nice beer garden. We can watch a couple of games. Definitely, absolutely. I love, I love it. I love, I love the, I love the, the big tournaments. Um, get the family together and mates and go and enjoy yourself because I think we'll be making most of it because we didn't have it last year. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, exactly. We deserve it. Everybody no. deserves it. So it, that's it, what I'm looking forward to, and I just hope it's a good one. I, I think I, I don't know what you think. I think it'll be different or spread about all other places. To be they couldn't have picked a worse time to have it all spread about, could they, with COVID? <laughs> oh. <laughs> they've, they've, no, they've no had the foresight for that one. Uh, I think it's going to be weird. I'm always used to when it's a tournament being on holiday. But, and I yeah. watch, the, I watch, right. the, I watch the, the, usually the finals and all that abroad in fancy yeah. places. I think this yeah. final, the, the furthest I'll get is about Light District. Which I, I like <laughs> Light District, but I'd, I'd rather be in sunnier climes. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> It's no great to know, is it? So maybe in a few weeks, maybe we'll pick up a wee bit so we can do it. You know, maybe sit out and watch it and enjoying a nice German beer out in a, out in a beer garden somewhere. Exactly. And that'll do for me. Sounds Absolutely. good. That sounds good. And then yeah. we'll definitely get you back on that season and you're on board with the, the predictions game again, which is good. Absolutely. Enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. that. Um, Aye, but what we, what we do is, is we, we, don't, we don't advertise betting or anything like that on here. So no. what we'll do is nobody, nobody can look her up your time on a few quid because if they lost a few quid, they have to look at something else. So. <laughs> I don't follow us, I Definitely no. <laughs> uh, with that. Uh, I give a wee bit of excitement anyway for this season anyway. So I will get you back on that season early on. We'll get a wee preview of the lower league arch and, and we'll be talking about Scotland winning the Euros probably. That'll do me. <laughs> That'll do me. <laughs> Who are we signing? <laughs> got a loan deal for Messi and uh, it we'll Harry Kane maybe we're getting him well aye <laughs> uh, bye no great as always and I'll speak to you soon alright thanks mate cheers Alan. brilliant talk to you later cheers, cheers. <laughs>